Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay. And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Dan, you want to tell our listeners a little bit about today's show? Uh, well, guys, we got a great show coming up. Mm. Uh, today, we're going to talk to a really skinny guy yeah. and a really fat guy. Awesome. See if they agree on stuff or they disagree. Maybe they'll get into a fight. It could be really interesting. We might throw them in the studio together and just lock the door. See lock what the door, see what happens. We'll kind of narrate the whole thing. It's like rooster fights. Yeah, exactly. Oh, shoot. Actually, Dan, I'm just seeing uh, this skinny guy. He canceled last minute. So we're not the fat guy now. What are we going to do with just a fat guy? I don't know. Should we just tell him to go home? I don't want to just talk to a fat guy. Yeah, I don't want to just talk to a fat guy. We Unless need we both. can him against we skinny guys. It's kind of no point. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, guys, we don't actually know who's going to be on be the here. show today. Our fat guy. He's coming. He's probably late. Yeah, of course. Makes sense. Skinny guys are unreliable. They are unreliable. Fat think guys are always world, late, yeah. but they show up. They show up. You know, we're not going to talk to him, though. Guys, when we come back, we'll tell you who's on the show because we're not sure. Because we're going to figure this out. canceled and the fat guy, no way we're talking to him alone. You're listening to the Man Thinkers Podcast. A show that forges a new roadmap for the modern man on how to best live life. I'm George Collins, a former liberal cuckold. And I'm Dan Finkelstein, a staunch libertarian incel. This is a safe space from safe spaces. You know, Dan, I yeah. um, over the weekend, uh -huh. I had a past life regression. Really? Yeah. What is that? Oh, so you don't know? I've, no. Okay, I was hypnotized by a professional hypnotist, and Why? they took me back because I wanted to see my past life. So he, so this person, so it's this a woman, this woman, yes, she's a, a charlatan. Therapist. No, she's not a charlatan. She's Did a, you ask her? She's a hypnosis. She's a hypocrite. No, no, no. She's, she's a, a liar, hypnotic therapist. I don't know what the technical term is, but she put me into hypnosis. Okay. And then she took me back to my previous life. And what was it? I was a really strong warrior. I was the 
chief of my tribe in a South American uh, culture. Did you write culture. this before you went in and no, just no, no, said, no. no, that's what happened? No, I, I dropped into my body and boom, I was hunting. Right away, I was holding a spear. I was looking for like sure. a boar type animal. Sure. I was very strong. I was, very... you know, I had a past life regression. Mm. Yeah, I was king. And I saw you there. You were there. You were in and mine. You, and you were in mine. And you, you were, were begging. King of what? I was king of the land. And you were begging for help. And I said, sacrifice this guy. And a bunch of my employees, they killed you for fun. Employees? They didn't call them employees when <laughs> yeah, you're that's king. Yeah, well, I believe you. You have to believe me. I'll believe you. But you, mm -hmm. you, so you got regressed by a professional? Or how did you get regressed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a professional. Where'd you go? I did it online. Okay, you don't know what you're talking about. You're just full of shit. Okay, I, so when I was go? when I was back leading my tribe, which by the way I was sure. a noble leader. Everybody. Oh, really? You were noble. I was a noble leader, not a coward. No, I did. Or you didn't just say that you were noble, but no one believed you. You were a medicine woman, and you tried no, to give me some sort of weird concoction that you told me was going to help me hunt, but actually it made my nervous system twitch, and I knew okay, so that maybe you that had was bad me. intentions. Okay, and you maybe know what, Dan? I could have banished you, and I chose not to. I could have even killed you. Probably because the thing I gave you didn't allow. You and instead I said have mercy on this woman mm. she is nothing but a fuck up and the tribe said shame on you but we won't kill you and so you lived out the like? rest of your life you were gorgeous really you were a beautiful beautiful woman alright I like this beautiful well you, but you were you were deceptive that's okay Well, survival of the fittest it doesn't matter what you look like at the end of the day yes, your heart does. was cold and dark that's, it doesn't that's, bother me at all you're I saying that as a I immediately recognized you because as soon as really? I saw the medicine woman I said oh that's Dan and did I say like, like, hey, she's George. not trustworthy that's Dan that's fine and also Dan you know, take note medicine woman I can control people you were a woman in a past life and maybe this should be that's why women don't like me now or maybe they could be very catty women that's not what my point was my mm. point was maybe you should have more empathy for the opposite gender because you've been a woman before and you haven't been a good one oh, i'll tell you that okay i'm trying to be you were a bad person okay i'm trying i'm trying to be more empathetic you got a lot of debts to pay yeah no it's not working, it's not but, working uh, yeah, or, you know i love this woman though i'd love to meet her if you could draw a picture of her I mean, she, I can't. She was just really beautiful. just beautiful. That's Long, great. dark that hair. That makes sense. Oh. Olive green eyes, mm. but not trustworthy. Very deceptive. Just like you. But yeah, you should check it out. You should come to a real regression. No. Okay. All well, right. We had a great, well, show, great show, guys. Show, guys. It's One of the really best. Fantastic. Uh, Bob Stein is here. R.L. R.L. Stein. Mr. Goosebumps. He is the goosiest Into of house. Bumps. I was just afraid talking to him. He scared the crap out of me. Yeah, I didn't like it. He was acting like a nice guy. Yeah, which but was he's difficult. Not yeah. Because he's a sicko. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, he, I, yeah. He's written hundreds of scary books. So what? That doesn't make you sick. Yes, it does. Why? Who else has done that in the Stephen history of the King. world? Stephen King's written a bunch of scary books. He's a sicko. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Why? Get him on the show. I'd love to talk to Mr. King. Well, we can't dis we can't find out whether he is a sicko or not if he's not on the show. So we then have to mm. lean towards he is a sicko. You know what we should do? Mm. We should get R.L. Stein and Stephen King in the Make same room, fight. lock them in, and just see what happens. See who comes out. Who comes out alive. That would be great. Yeah. Well, thinkers, stay tuned for that. But first, you know, we have something we need to talk about here. Well, it happened again. It happened again. Oh, yeah. I didn't sleep at all last night. Because you had another night terror? Or? Yeah. Every night I get night terrors. Uh, I have daytime terrors, too, actually. And not daytime terrors. What is that exactly? Well, it's basically it's just... like you're having a nightmare, but uh -huh. during the day. So sort of when you blink, you could see kind of a vision and you're, you know, jostled awake. So you're sort in of a way. generally terrified all day with a daytime terror? It's more just that I'm generally terrified throughout the day. Got it. Got which it. is very normal. It's a, right. it's actually a very normal uh, condition for a man to have. Sure. So it's not nothing to be ashamed. A, cow a coward or, you know, something like no, that. No, no, no. I think just a normal man. A, a coward would see the things that he's terrified and mm, run. I but I think as... as but uh, you're just terrified of life in general? I think that's where a lot of it comes from. Okay. And these are things, these are traumas that I've experienced Deep from my past. Anxiety. So I can mm -hmm. I have no control over that. Okay. No matter what you do in your sleeping life, your waking life, yeah, you I can't escape terror. Cannot escape terror. I mean, that's no. rough, Dan. You know, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, why do you think terror follows you wherever you go? Why would terror follow me personally? Mm. Well, you know, it probably has something to do 
do with a traumatic episode I experienced as a child or something. You know, you were like perpetually afraid of your grandmother or something like that. I did, but yeah, to be honest, I've blocked so much of that stuff out. Smart, you know, which I think is smart, right? Totally smart. And that, and that, I think we could tell men that any thinkers listening right now, you have difficult feelings, you have difficult thoughts. If you don't know what to do with it, kind of stuff it down, push it to the side, block it out, guys. Make it into something else. But yes, ultimately, block it out. That makes you feel negative, scared, uh, not confident, and block it out. Act like it didn't happen. Have you ever seen one of those car crushing, they turn it into a cube Mm -hmm. and then they throw it away and you never see it again? That's what you do to your trauma. Turn it into a cube. Crush your trauma. Crush your trauma. Cube it. Cube it. Toss it. And those cubes look really cool. They're really cool. You can take something ugly and make it beautiful, like a cube. An old car, smush it into a cube. Now it's yours. And same thing with memories or something that someone did to really hurt you. The bigger the trauma, the bigger the cube. Bigger the cube. Right. I mean, that'd be beautiful on a mantle. Oh my God. I'd love to. Say, oh, that's something that happened to me. It's a cube now. It doesn't bother me. And it's personal, right? It's like instead of hanging art on my walls, I hang my trauma, my cues. Who cares about art? I have to say. Art is so stupid. It's like some guy painted some naked lady. Who cares? Who cares? And the ladies aren't even hot. They're not. Have you seen the naked ladies back in the Renaissance? It's like, why Something's are you painting wrong. these? Like, I think they're sick or their skin is so white. Yeah, it's, get some it's, sun. It's like pale as hell. I mean, Very you're pretty pale. white, so am I. Yeah, but I wouldn't get a naked painting of me and put it up in a museum. Well, right. I mean, it's you, pathetic. You wouldn't put an artist through that. That's now you're, care about now the you're artist. creating cues I don't care for about the, the artist. Liberal because artist. to have to see you and paint you naked is going to traumatize them. Well, if that's if he needed a cube after seeing me naked, I would do it then. Oh, so you would do it. Because okay. I would do it to hurt the lip. Got it. I want to see those liberal tears. And also, guys, your cubes, your terror cubes hurt the regressive left. Exactly. Because the regressive left wants you to face your trauma. They, they say, oh, they, they love say, oh, it. let's talk about Use it. Use it oh, for something. Yeah. Make it art. Yeah, you're exactly right. You know, why do I cube? Why do I block out my experiences? Mm. You know, it's probably some old trauma or something that I... I mean, yeah, you do it as a safety mechanism, right? Exactly. You know, right. I can't blame my nervous system for never allowing me to rest because it's just trying to keep me safe. Right. You know, it, it's it's a friend. Right. At that point, just mm. stay up, stay up because you've been in unsafe situations before. I, if anything, I thank my nervous system. Right. And I think that's a huge thing right now is that a lot of liberals, they fight their nervous systems. Right. They say, oh no, go into it. And I say, thank your nervous system. It makes you scared. It's trying to help you. It's being a good friend. You live your life very fearfully, but that's worse because for you. It because does. you let fear where guide got you. Me. Exactly. Got me on a man thinkers. Yes, it did. And I'm safe here. I'm arguably, I'm the safest person I know because I, I'm still alive. And I can't say that for everyone else. Right. I mean, I'm, think about all the people who have died. Most human beings that have existed are dead. And I'm not. Right. Thus, I am safer than a lot of people. I mean, Actually, think about Abraham Lincoln. Guy really, wasn't keeping himself safe. And he died. Going out and then he died he got because murdered. of it. Guy got murdered. And the even, most dangerous death. Even people who die in their old age of, you know, like, oh, they're 95, it's He's, time it's to die. Being it's being dangerous. Like, well, why are you so unsafe? Why don't did you get ex- to 95. Don't, why did you expose yourself to Exactly, that? to old age. What's wrong with you? I it's mean, we learned foolish. from Dr. Sinclair, you don't have to get old. You don't have to get old. Just, you know, drink a bunch of tea is yeah, kind of what I took from Coke that. Coke Zero, I think. And then a lot of Coke Zero. A lot of Coke Zero. And just like eat a Coke Zero, okay? Coca-Cola has a following, but Coke Zero not big enough. At Coke underscore zero. Also, at Man Thinkers. At Man Thinkers. We could use a follow too. If you're going to follow Coke Zero, go go for us too. Well, you know what's interesting is that you say you didn't sleep, but I want to know what you did do because you look great. Well, and I I feel really good Mm. because, you know, instead of going into the dark depths of my mind with some kind of nightmare, which would typically happen and happens to most people out there, I instead use that time that I normally would be sleeping to be productive. Interesting. I went online. Okay. Got into a nice little Twitter feud. Uh, That was really fun. Well, you're great at those. I'm fantastic at those and it's really good to do late at night, yeah. you know, because you're not thinking as hard and right. you're just going for it. Right, exactly. And I realized I was being so much more productive because I wasn't sleeping. That's interesting. So it was the lack of sleep that led to your productivity is what you're saying. Right, because I had so much more time on my hands. That's, yeah, exactly. I mean, imagine thinkers, if you had a full 
24 hours to do the things you wanted to do, you could get so much more done. And mm. that brings us to today's big question. Do all women wish they were men? Their own feces cure autism. Would children be safer if everyone stopped having sex? Would Joe Biden be the first ghost president? Is washing your hands actually bad for Why are haunted houses so scary? Is sleep fake? Gosh, you know, that's a really interesting take, Dan. Is sleep fake? I mean, because it really got me thinking, do I even need to sleep at all? You mean like ever? Think about it. I did so much work all at night, and then I was up the next day, pounding coffee. Right. And I'm good to go, just like I would be had I slept. Interesting. Let me ask you a question, Drew. Yeah. How do you feel when you wake up in the morning? Like absolute shit. Exactly. Because when you wake up, you're tired. And then at the end of the day, you say, oh, God, I got to get back. I got to get back to sleep. That's just because you were sleeping in the first place. It's a cyclical addiction. Mm. You get to sleep, you wake up, the body just wants more sleep. Right. But what if you didn't sleep at all? You might not ever get tired, actually, because I don't you're think not you telling would. your body, hey, we need sleep. You're you saying, just, actually, we don't need that. We don't need it. I'm not a victim. And think about how vulnerable you are when you actually oh sleep. Oh, my God. That's, you're the most vulnerable you've ever been. People could kill you. Exactly. You know, or someone could poke you. Yeah. Make fun of you, draw, you know, like a little penis or something yeah, on your face. Right. I mean, like that happened perps, what's that? That seemed like that's probably happened to you. I'm just saying that can happen. Sure. Yeah. Okay. That can't. People could kill you. Right. And people can draw a very realistic penis. Right. Yeah. With a sharpie on your face, and right. you don't know it. Right. When you wake up. That specific, I think, is pulling from your real life. That's a cube. I'm just saying. What's That's a cube. That's a trauma cube for you. Smash it. Right. I don't think it happened to me because I don't remember it. If it did happen, it's it's been long been cubed. You know, geez, this is really good stuff, Dan. You're really opening my eyes to a lot here, and I'm sure for our thinkers as well, which is what we want to do on our show. That's what we're trying to do because we're starting to wake up mm. to the fact that sleep is not a real thing. Right. It's being imposed on us by big medical, yep. big pharma, big parents, mm. and all of that is under the umbrella of big sleep. Big sleep. Now, that's an interesting concept. You know, we've never considered the motivations of big sleep before. I mean, think about how much money you spend a year on sleeping. It's it's you, one of the most expensive pajamas, habits. Pajamas are You got pricey. mattresses, you mattress. got beds, comforters, I mean, you, I, you pillows. Buy, and you buy a new mattress every year, well, I wear it. Yeah, I wear it out. Sleeping. I sleep aggressively, you, and well, I wear that thing out like a husk. Because you're sleeping a third of the day. Of course, exactly. you're going to wear it out. Anything that you would be doing eight hours a day is going to get worn out by the end of the year. Of course. So you got to dump that thing. Now yeah. you're picking up people to haul it off. Right. Those things are pricey. It's very pricey. And then pricey. pajamas, you know, you need the shirt, you need the pants, you need yeah. the cap. Well, you wear you all a, that. Well, you're supposed you got a cap, That's shirt, you got like the pants, children, you got the slippers. Like. That's for you children. You got a candle what so is you this? can see. Where are we? Like the fucking... I'm just saying, these are things that they recommend that you buy. That's I'm like what old men wear in like medieval England. That's what they want you to wear. I if sleep naked. Want... I will say that. Really? So, I know pajamas are a major expense for a lot of thinkers out there. for myself. Some I money, sleep naked. But I'm just saying you shouldn't, I mean, it would be good probably not even to buy regular clothes mm. for the most part, mm. you know? We've talked about this. You're with, talking about walking around naked all the time? Well, I'm saying, yeah, for the most part, I'm saying, look, you want to save some money, why do you need shirt and pants? How about right. you get a big shirt, Yeah, let it hang? Sort of a Winnie the Pooh look. Yes. See, that would help you in your sexual harassment cases, Dan, because mm -hmm. then you could say, I was just I was just doing the Winnie the Pooh. I don't know why you think, yeah, that why can't he why get away that with equal it? exposure? Why does Winnie the Pooh get away with it? And they said, well, because he has such an innocent mind. Is that like, no, actually, it's because he's a freaking liberal bear. He's That's a freaking liberal cuck bear. He's a cuck. Christopher Robin's a cuck. Are you kidding me? That kid I think they say it in the movie. Oh, yeah. He says, I think that's Once upon a time, starts, there was a cuck, cuck named Christopher Robbins. Yeah. Anyway. What could we be doing with all those extra hours at night instead of sleeping? Oh, I don't know. Educating ourselves? Yes. Consuming man thinkers' content? Absolutely. You should be listening to our episodes over and over because I have heard mm. from me yeah. that when you listen to it multiple times, you're getting things that you didn't get the first 100%. time. 100%. It's like anytime you consume a great piece of content, there's so much there. And with exactly. our podcast, totally. 
guys, there is so much there. Right. It's, you know? it's not just what we're saying. Right. It's not just what you're hearing. There's more. Right. And you should just listen to it more and more and you'll pick up on For it. For example, in just in today's episode, yes, we've established sleep is fake and all the thinkers are like, oh, that's what this segment's about. But also, did you catch the fact that Dan just admitted that he did expose himself to all of those women in the office? Right. But and that's I'm incriminating saying, evidence. But but uh, yes, but what I'm saying is I didn't know. Right. Because Winnie the Pooh does Winnie it all the, the time. Mr. Judge, Winnie the Pooh. He's great. He's a great character. I love Winnie. I hate Christopher Robbins, but I love Winnie. I, he's well, he's Rob, letting it Robbins all hang out. Sh- he's letting it all hang out. Christopher Robbins he's is a chill. piece of shit. Can we just say Christopher Robbins is a piece of What's shit? What's he even doing there? He doesn't live Why in the Hundred Acre Wood. Shut up. Go back home. Yeah, Jesus. Let the freaking bear, the little pig, and Eeyore. Freaking oh, Eeyore. Eeyore? Eeyore is a donkey. Eeyore's a donkey. Pig is, Eeyore's a donkey. Piglet is the little pig. And the two kangaroos. The animals are cool. The, the, the human in that human. story? There's no personality, Christopher Robbins. Yeah, but I don't I don't care. I mean, animals, a piece of look, shit. animals you, are stupid too. I, animals are dumb, but the ones that wear just t-shirts, that's cool. They're cool, man. You know, I would say that's consistent. Animals that wear a little bit of clothes, yep. Mickey Mouse. Yep. Donald Duck. Oh yeah. A little bit of clothes. Just a touch of clothes. Just a touch to be like, I'm with you. Just a garment touch. And I think all those characters are conservative. They have to be. They have to be because to have the, the confidence to not be fully clothed, you have to be conservative. And to say, I want to be a part of this society. Yes. I'm gonna put on a nice red pair of shorts. Yep. And some big shoes. Yep. So think about that. You know what we could be doing? We mm. could be listening to Manthickers, getting our content, doing research on our own. Right. You know what we wouldn't be doing? You wouldn't be seeing the world through dreams, you know, as you wish it was. You would be seeing the world as As it it is. As it actually is. As it actually is. Thinkers. Not how you want it to be. Through the YouTube videos and through our content. And why? Because you wouldn't be dreaming. You'd be thinking. No, you're not dreaming about the girl with the big boobs. Right. you, You would be seeing real women with real normal breasts. Right. That's how you know you're in reality. Are you constantly kind of daydreaming about women with big breasts? I'm saying when your dreams, your dreams take control because mm-hmm. you go to sleep, you're under whatever kind of liberal intoxication sleep is sure. and you're imagining, oh, the world could be so peaceful. Oh, look at those big boobies. I feel like you have a lot of dreams about sort of motherly women with massive breasts that are sort of nourishing you with their breast milk. Is that? Am I hitting the nail on the head there? Um, I'm not going to say you're not not hitting it, but okay. I think that's a very normal dream because again, it's under that liberal guy Right. It's like being in the matrix. And also it's probably something you didn't receive as a child and you needed. And so that's why that's maybe where your hatred of women comes from is your mother neglected you and that's right you're Cuban it. Cuban it? You're Cuban it right gone. now. As you say it it's just gone right into a Cuban. Give me a Cuban. Give me a Cuban. Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. I mean I feel like we all just had a huge breakthrough right here Absolutely. because of you Dan. Dan laid it out for us. Sleep is fake. Sleep is fake guys. Good stuff. <laughs> Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Robert Lawrence Stein, a.k.a. R.L. Stein, is an author and producer best known for his extremely popular children's horror book series, Goosebumps. R.L. Stein, welcome to Man Thinkers. Thank you very much. I guess it's nice to be here. Well, it is. It is. That's just to put it in your yeah. head right away. It definitely is. It's an honor. It's All an right. honor for That's you nice. to be here with us. And and I got to say, you know, can I call you Bob? I think you might. Everyone else does. Fantastic. Now, Bob, I recently learned that Goosebumps as a series was the best best-selling book or book series, second only to Harry Potter of all time. Is that correct? Yes. Wow. Sure, I'm, I'm, I'm number two. One was Harry Potter. Mm. Two is Goosebumps. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm second. How about that? That's pretty impressive, Bob, I gotta say. So, you yeah. know, not to pry, it's not our business, but you gotta be loaded. Yeah. I mean, you must have made so much money. Like, how, I was at some point. At some point. What happened? I don't know what did you spend went, it on? George. Oh, shoot. Okay. I don't think it was cocaine. I'm not sure. Mm. Okay. But uh, if it was, you would get the best quality no. stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know from that, really. Okay. Got it. I built a big swimming pool. That took a lot of money. Just out in the middle of nowhere or for you uh, and your family? Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Back, I was thinking yeah. you just built a, you know, a pool money out in the field. You know, I hate talking about money. Really? We're not sure. in this for the money, right? Sure. We don't care about the money. We're not? I know. Oh. Well, well, let me ask you okay. Okay. one one money question, That's and it's not, not necessarily about you having it or not having it, but were you focused on trying to make money or were you just focused on writing the best spooky books you could write? Well, you know, I when I was a kid, my family was incredibly poor. Mm. Seriously, lived three doors from the railroad tracks. Mm. I had to wear my cousin's hand-me-down clothes to school. Mm. I, You know, I never really knew much about money. Right. And so when Goosebumps took off and Fear Street started really selling, you know, it was a thrill, but it was never something that was first in my 
mind. Right. And I think that's the key, see, Dan, because our, our that's a Dan surprise here, to Dan is so focused on making money, but well, he doesn't have any, Bob, because he keeps failing. And I keep telling him, stop focusing on making the money. Just focus on doing something really well. Making money. What if I made money really well? But you're not. Right. I wrote for 20 years and no one noticed. Mm. I just barely made a living for 20 years. But, you know, I loved writing. That's all I've done since I was nine years old. Wow. So I kept going for 20 years without much money. Who were some of your favorite writers, Bob? Who were writers that you looked up to when you were coming up and, and doing your thing? Well, the science fiction writer Ray Bradbury mm -hmm. um, was a real hero of mine. Mm. He actually turned me into a reader. When I was a kid, I didn't read books. I only read comic books. Right. There were these great horror comics, Tales from the Crypt, mm. The Vault Classic. of Horror, when I was a kid. And I didn't read books. And one day, I grew up in Columbus, Ohio. Mm -hmm. One day, my mother dropped me off at the library, and the librarian was waiting for me. Mm. And she said, Bobby, I know you like comic books. I'm going to show you something else I think you will like. And she took me to a shelf of Ray Bradbury stories. Mm. And those stories just changed my life. I really like the uh, I like the book burning in uh, Fahrenheit 451. I thought that was a good idea. <laughs> you like that? Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, get rid of some of those books. You're heading back to those days, aren't Which we? Which is great. You know, we're going right to where he, Ray Bradbury predicted. So it's like, hey, he was right. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. But the stories were so creative and mm. so imaginative and all had great twist ending. Well, you're kind of one of the, I would say you're known for your twists and turns. I remember as a kid reading Goosebumps and first of all, two things. Number one, you always left a bit of a cliffhanger at the end of chapters. And number two, for the, money. the chapters were short, which I think was a great marketing campaign because Well, the Bible kids, does that too. Well, Bible, what are you talking about? The Bible's long well, as the chapters are very short though. Well, but that's like a sentence. I'm talking right. about like something would happen in Goosebumps and you'd read four or five pages, six pages. And as a kid, you'd be like, hey, I'm accomplished. I read a chapter today. Right. And get you to keep reading. Was that, that intentional, Bob? That's exactly the point. Very that's smart. exactly what it is. Real short chapters, no vocabulary words, no mm. hard words. Right. Mm. Real easy to read and a cliffhanger at the end of every chapter. It's always what happens next. It's sort of, you're like the original Netflix. I mean, that's like what streaming that's what I've been television calling shows. Yeah, I always say Bob Stein, the original have, Netflix. The original Netflix is going to be on the show today. Right. <laughs> that's funny. No one ever said that before. That's a good reason for people to be listening to this interview is that the Manthinkers called R.L. Stein the original Netflix first. That's something you only get here. You know, James Patterson sells more books than any adult author. Mm. It's exactly what he does. Short chapters, cliffhanger ending. Before you wrote horror, you wrote comedy books. Is that correct? Yeah, I did about 100 joke books for kids and I did a comedy magazine for kids for 10 years. I never planned to be scary. Mm. I always wanted to be funny, but my comedy career kind of ended with COVID. Well, I think comedy ended with COVID, don't you? Absolutely. You can't say anything anymore. Everything closed. Now they're throwing guys like me on a podcast. And let's be honest, Bob, I deserve to yeah, be up there at the main stage. You know, everybody knows it. Bob, you're an elder now. You're an elder statesman. Mm -hmm. You know, so that gives you the right to say what's wrong with kids today. So, you know, what would you say? What's going on with the kids today? What's wrong with them? <laughs> That's not anything I ever talk about. Oh, really? We don't talk, mm. talk about what's wrong with kids. Nothing? So no. you think the kids are what? Good? Oh. Yeah. Okay. I like kids. I wouldn't be doing this. I'm still here. Yeah, I'm 79 years old. Wow. I'm still writing for 10-year-olds. I wouldn't do it if I didn't like kids. Do you mm. think the 10-year-olds have changed over time, Bob? Like, do you think these young, no. these current, not at all, in terms of what they find scary, what you're allowed to write about? They're smarter. They're they're more in tune with things. Mm. They know a lot more. Wow. This goes against everything that I've heard. Your fears never change. The fears are always the same. Right. Goosebumps could have been written when I was a kid and the 
fifties because the fear is all the same: afraid of the dark, afraid right. of getting lost, right? Afraid there's a ghost, there's someone under the bed, or in Dan's case, you know, afraid that you'll never be loved, afraid that no afraid one will that. ever partner up with you because you're such a horrendous person. Th those sorts of fears so, yeah, are universal. Kind of projecting that for incels around the world. Well, you know, I read that you think of the titles before you think of the story. Is that true? Always. So can I, I give you title. some titles and maybe you'll tell me what you think I, the story's about? I can use all the help I can get. Okay, here's the title. Sicko Freak. What do you think of that? Keep what do you think that should be about? Keep Your moving. life. Keep, Keep going? So yeah, that's he doesn't it. like it. Next. <laughs> I got a next. Well, those aren't good kid words. How about one based off your life, Dan? The was, boy who was never loved. How about that? That sounds too sad, and that's not true. It's true, and it is sad. I do spend my life thinking of titles. Let's say I have an idea for a book, mm -hmm. and I can't think of the title. I throw out the idea. Oh, mm. wow. Here's a title that I really loved, and no one would let me use. Speaking mm. of your title. Sure. The title is Morons from Mars. And morons is just That's too great. incendiary. Morons and Mars. I handed it in. That's a great Goosebumps title. It's fantastic. And the editor said, I'm sorry, you can't do that. You'll offend the morons. <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> the morons. Well, screw he the really morons. Hey, the morons are a strong really community. Well, they have a voice too. Yeah, you're in the moron group. No, I, I would just say that I speak on behalf of everyone. And, you know, that's an uh, could be considered an insulting word. And now, these morons from Mars, Bob, in your mind, do they come to Earth and then they just act moronic and they just sort of disrupt things because they're so stupid? They, they accidentally come to Earth. Right. And they morons. don't know anything about Earth. So right. they're morons because they can't do anything. Right. And they don't know how to get home. That sounds exactly like you, Dan. It doesn't, but... Um, Bob, let me ask you this. If you were alone in a room, finally, with your arch nemesis, Stephen King, what would you say to him? What would you oh, do? And be on. honest. And be honest. What would you say? He's your enemy? Is he not? No, I mean, he's a competing he's horror be. writer. Makes sense. He's, he's your arch nemesis. No, no, he's not. Authors aren't competitive. They're not? Authors don't know. Hmm. Authors, very few authors will feud with another author. Authors are very supportive of each, of each other. I met Stephen King once, and I met him at an Edgar Award dinner, you know, the mystery writers banquet. Right, of course. We had a nice talk. I have great admiration for him. And you've no, sold we had more books nice than talk. he has. Right, let's just be honest. At the end of the day, you've sold more books. So, so you're like, who's this chump? You yeah. can say whatever he wants. Here, bud, here's a here's hundred bucks. Have a good day. I've sold more, but I was very alarmed to see he's younger than me. That's mm, a, that stinks. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. that. Yeah, that's I tough. I hate that. Of course, I hate anyone younger than me. That's why I was surprised you said you like kids. Here's what I hate. I hate these authors who come into school and they have an assembly and they say, to the kids, write what you know, write from your heart. Mm. Always write from your heart. Mm -hmm. Those kids will never write another word. Mm. Yeah, because kids are heartless. I have written 350 books. Wow. Not a single word from my heart. Mm. Why not? Because they're all written to entertain people. They're not from my heart. So what do you do for your heart? Nothing. What do you mean? What, what should I do? <laughs> I don't know. I'm asking. <laughs> I'm asking you. You're you're my elder. I thought you were going to give me some advice. Some medical advice? What I don't know. About? Just uh, something that you do to make yourself happy. Well, I just I don't know why. Why do I enjoy it so much? Well, that's. I think that's interesting though, Bob, because I I do think you know. First of all, you say write what you know. You're talking to kids. They don't what know do they, much. They don't know anything. You know, it should just be they critical race theory. That's Ex about it. Exactly. You know, write what's in your imagination. Is that fair yeah. to say, Bob? Yeah. Right. Don't write from your heart. Yeah. What does that even mean? You know, yeah, it is bad advice. I don't want to make things political, but. But let's just, you know, the woke left and the yes. whole hearts, bleeding hearts thing. I mean, come on, guys. Yeah, you want to do that? Write a little poem and keep it to yourself. Yeah, shut up.
Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts my name is ariel i moved to the u.s at 19 i spoke no english and i struggled finding job opportunities everything i have i owe to the adult literacy center and getting my high school diploma at age 22 It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. 
Bob, something I always appreciated about the characters in Goosebumps, the names of the monsters. I mean, how do you come up with such creepy and horrifying character names like Curly the Skeleton and Slappy the Dummy? My favorite is King Jelly Jam. That's fantastic. Really? That's, that is yeah, that's, that's that is my favorite monster. Disturbing. Do you prefer Fear Street over Goosebumps or Goosebumps over Fear no. Street? No. I like killing off teenagers. Sure. Who doesn't? I enjoy killing teenagers. I mean, They're the scariest but, people. Know. Hollywood's made a lot of money yeah. off that. Goosebumps is my favorite. Seven to ten-year-olds. Seven to eleven-year-olds. Mm. is the best audience in the world. Why would anyone write for adults? They're awful people. They're terrible. Seven to 11-year-old, I get them the last time in their lives they'll ever be enthusiastic. They turn 12, they discover sex, they have to be cool. They're lost. They're gone. That's it. Seven to 11, they love authors. They want to read you. They want to meet you. They want right. to buy everything. Bob, please don't take offense yeah. to this. I have to ask anyone who works with children this. Are you a sicko? Are you messed up in the head? Not yet. Not so far. Okay. okay. But we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. That's all we need to know. That's great. But I just want to make sure yeah. you're on the level. Bob, you've thought deeply about death and darkness your whole life. So I'm, I'm curious, you know, what is the best way for a man to die? Great question, George. I don't know. I had the worst way. I was in the hospital last week. But mm. you made it through. It was one of the worst ways to die. Mm-hmm. Okay, know? so don't go to the hospital. Yeah, right. Okay. Right. Avoid it at all costs. So if you think you're going to die, hey, don't know, go to the hospital. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that question has many possibilities, George. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I, something I, to think yeah, about. What do you think? I would personally, if I think the end is near, I would like to drink a whole bunch of ayahuasca and just let the last mm. couple of days just be a beautiful trip where I am just surfing human consciousness into my end. That yeah. would be that Jump would be off, ideal. What about jumping off the Burj Khalifa? No, I don't. I don't want to do it myself. I don't think uh, we should take it. Pushed our off. Own. Pushed well, off the Burj Khalifa. Well, I don't me. want to be murdered. No, no. You want to sit back and die. Sit oh, okay. back and die. See, you don't that's want it to be a physical. Activity. That's what I always say, Bob. Sit back and die. Now that's a title. There's a title for you. That's actually a great title. Isn't it a sit great back title? And die? Sit back and die. I think you should write that one, Dan. Yes, yeah, sit back. Sit back and die. I, I actually had a title very similar. Sit back and go to to dead was the, what my original was. But sit back and die by sit Dan. Sit back and go to dead. That doesn't even make any sense. Well, you know, it was a working about? title. Bob, what's next for you? I know there's the Fear Street movies now on Netflix. I'm hoping for some more Fear Street movies on Netflix. You and me both. You know, I'm doing hard comics for adults are you really the comics are called stuff of nightmares and they're like old-fashioned horror comics i did four of them mm -hmm. and they're best sellers they're doing really well i'm gonna do a couple stuff of nightmares graphic novels this year oh that's awesome yeah that's so really I'm cool. like back to comic books and it all comes full circle yeah you know bob you're so prolific all these different projects i gotta ask do you have any health tips because i mean you must have a lot of energy health tips i just got out of the hospital all right just got out of the <laughs> Barely sitting here. Got it. Sitting I don't is think hard. You want health tips? Health tips from me. Okay, but no the longevity. I might be the last person to ask. Okay, okay. Well, I just figured, you Well, know. look, we couldn't get anyone yeah. else on the show, so... Don't say that. Okay, oh, <laughs> cut that part out? Yeah, cut, cut. We'll All right, cut we'll cut that out, yeah. Bob. Don't answer that. Sorry. Yeah, it wasn't even a question. It's just more like an insulting statement. You know, I can remember, I um, one of my health tips is I never drink water. Mm. Wow. That seems I a water this fast. This is one thing that's helped me tremendously. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm gonna, here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to take away. Don't go, if you feel like you're sick, don't go to the hospital. Never. Stop carrying water with you. Stop drinking water. And if you got money, build a pool. There you go. And that's where that's the water the goes. That's where the water goes. It goes in the pool and douse it with chlorine. And that's all you need. That's the tips from R.L. Stein. And don't write what you know or what you like. Yeah. Write, write what's going to sell. Write for the cash. Is that a good legacy? Oh, I, I, I'm starting to feel like my words have been twisted. Well, that's probably Dan's fault. I don't think so. I'm, I'm starting to suddenly have this feeling of regret. Mm. 
I have that often. Yeah, that's often right. after Dan an interview. Life, so no worries. But there. you know what's good is once you do it a bunch of times, it starts to go away after a while. If you just fill your life with regret, it's, How, you start to not notice it. You can only re- you can't regret everything. Yeah, you know, you it's just too kinda, much. Well, this is a good place to start. That's a good point. That's there you good. go. Well, Bob, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for being on Man Thinkers. Yeah, anytime, anytime. He did regret it. He did regret it. Yeah, he mm. did regret it. That was sort of his, his parting words. Yeah. So, um, but you know what? Some You can't win them all. And sometimes guests are going to wish they didn't spend time with us. And, and that's that, okay. It's natural. That is it's totally natural. Na- especially when you're talking to us. Because we are asking the tough questions. That's right. I mean, I, I have to say, I have similar eating habits as he does. That's right. Lots of soda. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of water. Because you're not supposed to, according right. to R.L. Stein. And you know, I, I wonder if R.L. Stein sleeps at all. You know, we talked about sleep is fake earlier in this episode. He's a busy guy, yeah. I, exactly. To write that many, R.L. Stein hasn't slept in years. Let's He's just be honest about that. Juiced up from all that Diet Coke. He's jacked up from monster energy drinks. And, and he doesn't enjoy anything. He said he doesn't enjoy anything. Yeah. <laughs> he just writes. And he doesn't write because he likes it. He writes for other people. If you want to be the best, yeah. don't do what you like. Don't no. do it from your heart. Right. Just do a thing and do it a bunch of times. Just keep doing it. And eventually people will be like, all right, here's money. Shut up. Shut up. I guess this you is know, good. Leave us alone. And that's what R.L. perfected that. Mm. And you know, we could take a lot of life lessons from Robert Lawrence. They're really, I mean, really beautiful, thoughtful interview. He's a beautiful man. From us. Yeah. And the only reason he regretted it is because it was it was tough, we exposed thoughtful the truth. questions and yeah. we got the truth. We got the truth out of him and I we got the truth it. out of you thinkers which is sleep is fake, don't sleep, don't do anything that your heart tells you to do. Don't. Don't drink water. Do not. And until next time, keep thinking. Keep thinking. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.